Hey, hey, everybody. So real quick, before we get started, what do you think the value of Bitcoin is going to be, say, in mid-2022? Well, personally, uh, the more study that I do and the more analyst charts that I look at, I have a very convicted belief that Bitcoin is going to well surpass $100,000 in 2022. I do believe that a bear market is going to follow. If you look at these four-year cycles it's in, I, I think it's kind of inevitable that we're going to have a big drop, maybe 50%, 60%. But there is a ton of room left to go, even though we're at all-time highs. So to me, it's still a buying opportunity. So that said, I wanted to experiment with uh, the BlockFi loan program. So now if you're not familiar, well, if you've listened to this podcast, uh, I've been talking about BlockFi a lot in the last six months. But um, one of the things that they offer is a loan program where you can use your crypto as collateral for a loan and they don't check your credit it's not a it's not a standard like personal loan uh where they you know have to run a credit check on you this they simply pull uh your crypto as collateral and store it and then send you the money and it's i think they have a couple of different programs the one that i did was a 50 percent ltv so basically your loan is 50 percent of the value of the bitcoin that they hold as collateral okay so what i did is i borrowed twelve thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars and uh the the kind of the strategy being that i'll take ten thousand of that and just route it right back in to bitcoin and then um you know make the loan payments with that uh, extra two grand plus and um it was kind of amazing because that it took no time i think it took a total of like three days before i had the money in my account and then like i said i immediately just routed it back in so now that uh that money is in Bitcoin, it's flat right now because uh, the price of Bitcoin has been flat, but um, I feel really good about it. And if you think that I'm a fool for doing this, well, you may be right. If Bitcoin craters in the next six months, I could be totally screwed, but but I believe, I, I believe. So anyway, I'll keep you posted on that. But um, if you're interested in using Bitcoin to leverage so that you can you know increase your returns, Go to um, rogueretirementlounge.com slash crypto. Uh, you can earn up to $250 in free crypto if you go through that link and you'll be supporting the show, which I will appreciate greatly. So once again, that's uh, uh, rogueretirementlounge.com slash crypto. Okay, next up, uh, there was an interesting article in the Wall Street Journal this weekend about the 4% rule. Now, if you are heading towards retirement, and whether that's five years from now or five weeks, and you're actually going to use the 4% rule as your distribution strategy, well, I think you're crazy. Um, and remember, the foundation of the 4% rule is the 50-50 portfolio. And by the way, if you're not familiar with the 4% rule, go back and check out episode number two of this podcast because I do a deep dive into the history and the mechanics of the 4% rule. So that'll get you up to speed. But anyway, if in 2021, if you're in 50% equities and 50% bonds, you either have a financial planner who's 80 years old um, or you just have a crippling lack of creativity uh, or I guess maybe you are just lazy, okay? But with all that said, and no offense, but with all that said, if your bond allocation is high yielding like tax-free municipals and the like, well, that would be helpful. 
But either way, please know that, at least in my opinion, we are in a pretty insane stock bubble. So while you might have that safe side of your portfolio managed, what are you going to do if Harry Dent's prophecies come through and the market has a 60% or more correction? Okay, rant over. But either way, seeing that long article in the journal it just made me feel bad for people who've been doing a lifetime worth of savings only to be able to pinch off 4% in their golden years. Oh, and in the article, according to a new report from Morningstar Research, people retiring now who want a high degree of certainty their money will last should spend no more than 3.3% of their savings in the first year of a three-year retirement and adjust for inflation after that. Great. Okay. So you put your money into your 401ks or IRAs for the last, say, 25 years, and now you've got a million bucks, right? That million dollars now gives you the privilege of a $33,000 annual income in retirement. That sucks. And especially now that inflation is up towards 10%, that $33,000 isn't going to take you very far. Now, the article gives some other like very Byzantine optional strategies that can give you a little bit higher distributions. But the main point of the article is that if you want your money to last, the 4% rule may need to be slightly lower or slightly higher, but you're still, you're looking at pretty paltry distribution schemes if you want to make your money last. And then the final sentence of the article really sums up the whole concept. Quote, many of today's retirees will have to be more resourceful to support their income needs, Morningstar said in its report. More resourceful? What does that mean? Well, in retirement planning terms, being more resourceful means you work longer, you get a part-time job in retirement, you spend less, or you die sooner. And now you know the rest of the story. So new segment on the show today, what's China laughing at today? You may have heard about China launching a hypersonic ballistic missile that is capable of speeds that render our missile defenses useless against it. Or you may have heard about their satellite program they're working on that could essentially blast our communications and GPS satellites out of the sky, which if you think about it, would completely cripple us. Or you may have heard about the full-size mock-ups of U.S. aircraft carriers that China has built in the desert so they can have more realistic target practice as they prepare to go to war with us on the seas. Oh, and how about Taiwan? Okay, one of the great democracies of our lifetime and the capital of semiconductor manufacturing on the planet receiving that flyover this summer from hundreds of Chinese warplanes and bombers. So what are we, the U.S., doing to prepare our quote-unquote fighting forces to do battle with China? Well, we're focusing on making sure that our military is constantly moving towards peak wokeness. As evidenced by this summer's christening of the new Navy ship, the USNS Harvey Milk, named after uh, famed gay rights activist and San Francisco mayor. And on hand to christen the ship? Well, having a gay dude doing the job wouldn't have been quite woke enough for 2021, so we had a transgender gal, Paula, formerly Paul, Nira, on hand to do the job. Now, don't get me wrong, don't hate on me, I'm all about gay rights. I have no problems with our gay or trans friends whatsoever. And I was I was pro-gay marriage years before the Clintons or Obama. So this isn't about hating on gays. This is what's China laughing at. 
So did you hear the Pentagon report on November 3rd? Get this. China now has the biggest maritime force on the globe with an inventory of about 355 vessels, according to a Defense Department report. And they're building more ships at an alarming rate while we trip over ourselves to prove that if you're gay or trans, our armed forces like you and will do anything required to make you feel valued and included. Now, again, I'm all about gay rights. I'm for diversity and inclusion. Uh, and by the way, if you haven't seen it, the Harvey Milk movie with Sean Penn was a great film. But... Don't get me wrong, China is laughing at us, and with each passing day, their armed forces are becoming stronger, while ours are becoming more woke. And if we are going to actually defend Taiwan when China inevitably attacks, how must the Taiwanese feel when they see these news reports about our U.S. Navy? Anyway, just thinking out loud. Um, okay, so now are you sick of Portland homeless stories on this podcast? Well, I have one more quick one for you. This is from KPTV, one of our local network TV affiliates here, and it begins. Heavy rain last week brought flooding to parts of Oregon, including at Fairview Lake. But gunfire from a homeless camp near a drainage pump kept crews from clearing debris and reducing water levels. Jeff Brown said his basement flooded with a half foot of water last Thursday, ruining flooring, walls, and furniture. Brown said he and his neighbors warned the city of Portland and Multnomah County for weeks about clearing the drainage pump for Fairview Lake, but they were ignored. Quote, this could have been avoided, Brown said. It was a very easy solution, and so now all of us around the lake are extremely frustrated. The pump is located in Portland city limits, uh, but helps keep water levels at Fairview Lake from overflowing. Brown said a large homeless camp surrounding the pump made it dangerous for Multnomah County Drainage District employees to access it. Jim Middaw is the director for the MCDD and said the debris from the homeless camp surrounded the site. Quote, there was a variety of abandoned vehicles, campers, garbage, and other material that we had to cross in order to uh, access our pump station. But it wasn't the debris from around the pump station that made it dangerous. It was gunfire. Middaw said that contract workers at the pumps heard six gunshots. No one was hit. But he said this isn't an isolated incident. His employees have heard gunfire from homeless camps at other locations. It has left some workers anxious about going to work. Quote, when you're fearful for your life, it's difficult to do your job, Middaw said. That's why we're working in cooperation with the Portland Police Bureau and the Multnomah County Sheriff's Office trying to secure these really critical infrastructure areas. As of Sunday, Middaw said, debris was cleared so crews could get access to the pump. He said 150 cubic yards of debris was removed from the pump, including vegetation and garbage. It happened under the protective eye of law enforcement, which was stationed nearby. Brown said while he's happy the pump is finally being cleared, it's a little too little, a little too late. So key point here, 150 cubic yards of debris. Okay, that's a shit ton of garbage. And again, that's what uh, happens at these homeless camps. Besides the meth and besides the crime, you've got gunshots and the insane amounts of litter. That's your latest homeless news from Portland, Oregon. And that's going to do it for today. So remember, go to roguereretirementlounge.com slash crypto if you want to try out that BlockFi loan program. Again, this is not financial advice. I'm not recommending you do this. But 
If you, like me, believe that 2022 is going to offer a huge opportunity for some mega upside on your Bitcoin with BlockFi, you can go in there. There is a $10,000 minimum for the loan. So you need to have at least 20 grand worth of Bitcoin in order to set up that loan. But if you're like me and you believe that you could get some serious parabolic gains, um, it's definitely worth trying out. And again, I'll keep you posted on the loan, but go to uh, roguerretirementlounge.com slash crypto and you will get up to $250 in free crypto yourself and you'll be supporting the show and I will be back with you soon. Nothing in this podcast is meant to be financial, legal, or tax advice. Though there's some kick-ass information here, it's for informational purposes only. Take control of your retirement planning, but get professional counsel if you need tax, legal, or financial advice. For more content like this, join my mailing list at rogueretirementlounge.com. And if you have questions about retirement investing, entrepreneurship, business, or anything else, my email address is matt at rogueretirementlounge.com.